welcome welcome back to black girl catch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another double episode of the good place this is episode seven and eight i decided to look on <laughs> since shy was dragging me about the episodes last week to double check i had the right ones and i did update the calendar so it should be reflecting correctly which episodes that we are on i think i got lost though because the premiere was a two-parter and i kind of did it in one episode so i think that's why i'm off a number but no there is a method to my madness let's start with episode seven uh what was this one called because i did not write it down <laughs> oh i think this was just called derek written by core jefferson directed by jude wang this one premiered 11-2 of 2017 and it was all right i gave it a 7 out of 10 it was not bad but it wasn't particularly as exciting as the next episode which was a lot funnier so we start with janet who has made herself another person to get over her break off with jason since it's not really a break up since he didn't actually divorce her they're technically still married michael is rather beside himself because he thinks this problem is going to get attention from vicky they don't need that so they need to kill said problem so he goes to tahani's for help well actually he goes to the adults for help he uh goes to tahani and <laughs> jason the kids to kick them out somewhere so that janet is not going to see them and they are not going to see her and this problem is going to be handled without them knowing what has happened tahani thinks home alone is a horror movie she gonna say that child is neglected no that child is caucasian when he had realized his parents made a terrible mistake he should have called 911 because he should not be staying at home by himself not to mention he kind of was like well screw it that's why you was alone when the burglars were in the house and then instead of still calling 911 or getting any adult in the neighborhood that could assist you, you decided that you was going to play catch a robber. So no, that's Caucasian. It's not torture. Michael arranges for the two lovebirds to take a camping vacation at the edge of the neighborhood on the pretense of torture. A camping vacation? Wouldn't that involve tents? There was like literally one tent with champagne and it was not meant to be slept in whatsoever. Why did we need to call this camping? I don't know. Camping I thought would be torture for Tahani because she clearly likes to go around looking like she is Princess Di instead of in hell and being tortured <laughs> i'm like come on girl you can find something else in your wardrobe i do not have any personal investment in the character of tahani two seasons almost three because this one's almost just about over i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to feel for her but i feel mostly nothing other than she's part of the group chidi bus eleanor watching her love confession at the end of the sex capades on that tape that she i forgot what movie she said it was but it's not a movie and apparently she makes it a habit on the pretense that it is one of her favorite movies chidi's like why is your voice changing like you're keeping a secret no time to think about that though because in comes michael to ask chidi i just want to check how do ethical philosophers feel about murder <laughs> he said it's frowned upon 
Eleanor asks if there's a problem, bud, and he promptly shows them exactly what that problem is in the form of Derek, who is not funny at all. He looks like a homeless janitor. Hold up, how is Eleanor texting? Because she said, wait, what was the line? And someone was like, well, that's, oh, that's when Janet was like, I can make your favorite man according to your text it's a body of stone cold steve austin or no the face of stone cold steve austin and the body of tahani or it could be switched around and that's when i was like who's she texting and how and to whom but the fact that she's still on her steve austin look look it's not that he wasn't you know kind of a thing back then but I would not be holding on to that because there's many of attractive men that have come before then or after i should say <laughs> that was just when you were particularly watching wrestling and he had this way it wasn't anything really great about the actual facial features <laughs> but so called steve austin did have some major swag and then she tells everyone about derek that his brain is wrong no this is patrick which is exactly why michael has a problem janet you can't just make a person because clearly they're just an extension of you i don't know how this was came into being i'm not thinking about it too hard i did laugh when they were playing croquet and she says it's barely a game and that's true it isn't you can literally play croquet with a beer can down the street kicking it until it disappears into a storm drain that's how we play croquet in the hood tahani continues to drink and have fun with jason then we have the buzzkills over here trying to figure out the Derek situation and michael says here's what i or here's where i am on this we gotta kill Derek." <laughs> the fact that eleanor and michael are once again two heads in the same toilet bowl choosing to break up Tahani and Jason instead of kill Derek as it's helping their unsteady neighborhood situation the whole Derek thing and if they get Janet to kill Derek then that means blood won't be on their hands and if they break up Tahani and Jason it's really the truth because they don't need to be together in the first place this is exactly why she keeps deducing his tortures they are very much alike and he actually says that in the next episode and I'm glad that they that i am watching the show correctly and noticing things like that and then just as they are feeling successful about their plan here comes the egghead chidi who doesn't think it's ethically okay to tell someone something that might harm them but if the secret is not going to cause harm it is okay and this is where i'm looking at chidi like real life books real life books case in point do i look fat in this do i look fat at all yes i say that and i have hurt your feelings but if i say no and i lie now you're eating that cheesecake that you really don't need so see my secret or my lie has caused you harm and you will eventually realize it in about three to six months the way chidi's friend realized those boots were not something he should have bought or purchased or gotten a second pair for his friend that never wore them but gave them to goodwill and then michael says has anyone ever told you what a drag you are and he said everyone constantly every detail about your life is deeply disturbing jason and that is very much how you sum up jason's entire life all she asked was where did you go to school 
instead he spent his childhood in a sweatshop because that's exactly what it feels like (laughs) he was doing in some capacity next thing we know he's offering marriage to tahani and tahani's like we probably shouldn't oh well let's do it janet and Derek are on the rocks however so when they call her to help with the planning of their beach wedding ceremony she is not too very happy her lover or boyfriend or rebound whatever we want to call him Derek is in a tree declaring it his new home Chidi eventually says fine you can reveal the secret to break up the wedding but not with the intentions that Derek should die in all this and they're like yeah okay wink wink there's no winking <laughs> hot genius teacher that sometimes sleeps with me your student yep that about sums up the relationship between tahani and uh what is this boy's name jason they stop the wedding just in time with eleanor instead of michael since he really doesn't know how to say this without really wanting Derek to die in all this eleanor telling the honest truth and now someone has to be rebooted not all of them again as michael tells them they've come too far and i'm not gonna erase everybody's memories and he really don't want to they're his friends now Derek and janet are still arguing because she's like this or he's like this is about the fact that we can't have sex you gave me wind chimes instead of a penis janet eleanor gives janet some one-on-one proper advice about a situation or for the situation because she thought hey this was a crush you go have sex with some guy you get over it but no clearly you're in love with jason and you're really heartbroken and that's not the solution for that a rebound guy you have to actually deal with those feelings press on and get through them and you eventually do also need to talk about them even though talking about feelings really sucks (laughs) because she has to talk about her own feelings and finally she is able to get the right advice so she can say goodbye to Derek and Janet won't glitch again as she knows she could talk to her friends Derek is being powered down not actually murdered which is great and Chidi's very proud of his girl that she helped uh janet get through a situation kahani and jason admit that it was too soon for them to get married and they're still in bed together they're still in a relationship and i kind of like the fact that they didn't be like oh i'm married he's like i don't remember shit this is what happens when you get rid of my memory i don't know anything i still like you and you still like me so they decide to just talk about it at a different time and go to sleep for tonight Eleanor lets the secret out of the bag about the tape and asks if Chidi has those same feelings for her. And when he says he doesn't think so, she totally gets butthurt. But she pretends that she doesn't feel anything about that. But he's unable to really, like, he's like trying to explain, saying, I really feel close to you. But right now it's here. And then that tape they're both kind of really shocked that they even got to that certainty of their love for each other when michael interrupts and she leaves at the chance to talk to him but i did like he said no we're in the middle of something we're talking he didn't want her to just skedaddle off but she does anyway saying good talk bud he knows how many times you watch that tape girl michael's like dude this ethic shit sucks and it's hard and i built this whole neighborhood over the fact that you 
you give up on easy like you don't work hard for nothing like remember when your change oil light came on you just abandoned the car in the parking lot and she said of course on some level i don't know what it says about me and my younger self i should say i totally feel that (laughs) i don't feel like dealing with this someone else make this their problem i'm not putting all this work i've done that to cars like the brakes will go out and i'm like fuck it i'm not replacing these brakes (laughs) maybe that's why i relate to that comment because i did do that i abandoned that car right in that parking lot eventually someone got it and they repaired the brakes and they took the car i think it was my uncle chris but at that point i was like i'm not putting 600 dollars worth of brake brakes in this 1990 was it 98 car i was like fuck that michael wants to know how she has the fortitude she doesn't miss the little voice in her head she says that always told her that she was doing wrong and at least when she's here she's trying to do the right thing she tells him that or she is surprised that he just came to talk and that's showing that he is improving because it's a very human thing to do which brightens his stance until he gets back to his office and he sees that sean is there telling him to have a seat which leads us into episode eight leap of faith i like the continuation that really makes me happy this one premiered january 4th of 2018 written by christopher incel directed by linda mendoza who worked on the chris rock show and 30 rock i gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10 i was laughing so hard on this one i really like this episode sean is not into bust them like we think he is no he comes with good tidings he didn't know about this project when it was first proposed and people used to talk about michael behind his back calling him the thomas edison of incompetence or that dick but it turns out that his reports show emotional torture is just as effective as physical and due to their success they both got promotions sean is now getting a seat at the high council and michael is now in charge of expanding the neighborhood projects and overseeing them he gets himself a management badge i love that it comes with a thumbs down it's everything he ever wanted the group are then brought in to the office they think they're about to be told what their fake tortures are but sean is there and they are being told that they're in the bad place and that the neighborhood will be torn down their brains will be studied and then they will be sent to the real bad place to be tortured for all of eternity and they said janet's no help because first they're playing along like okay what's going on but it's clear that uh, michael's not giving them anything about being like where what direction or whatever and janet has been restrained and doped up by magnets (laughs) so that's gonna prevent her from helping them since last time she got them to mindy st Clair place i will say with the presence of michael or sean there i should say why only eleanor considered hey maybe just maybe he's trying to save face in front of his boss (laughs) and he can't tell us what's going on and that he didn't change so abruptly from two days ago but it's a demon and he did kind of change things 802 times so okay i'll give him that she says that we should put faith in michael i think that he has a plan and some way to save them chidi opts to trade off info for a lighter sentence while tahani and jason both vote to go to the medium place 
there's a demon party being planned and apparently they also invented the roast and so they do the roast of the humans and this was hysterical <laughs> they talk about jason being dumb and then the ending was perfect he was like knock knock who's there <laughs> he <was> like, <laughs> they're like no no stop it stop it jason so honey she's useless and unloved <laughs> and in her sister's shadow which is very true about the useless part eleanor she's in love with chidi and chidi doesn't love you back and chidi no one likes chidi as he's annoying about ethics then he does the joke knock knock who's there you're dying alone because you couldn't commit to anyone god damn after the rose everyone is a little less confident that he is indeed on their side as they are just regulated waiting for the morning as the demons all have a party he really did dig into their kidneys with that roast, but he keeps slipping things, clues for them, like Jason's favorite baseball player, for them to figure out, because he says it all the time, like, why would he mess that up? He also mentioned Kierkegaard, and that's how she understood about the leap of faith, even though it's a leap into faith. He's also been whispering to Janet a lot, and I love what he was whispering was exactly what Janet told Vicky, because Vicky is always thinking she's being screwed over so all he has to do is whisper into janet's ear and vicky will pretty much come up with everything herself and even when she asked janet what did michael whisper to you she says something something vicky something something <laughs> and i knew then that it was a definitely a ploy and she wants to get the cuffs off of janet so that she can not have her doped up but one of the girls comes by and says no you can't take that off because sean put them on her next day when vicky tries to get credit michael tells sean look the train is going away the humans are escaping though he can't figure out how they got a train and janet was cuffed i don't understand he's bringing all these up to sean but then vicky is outed by a fellow demon though she swears she didn't get the cuffs off bad janet then scans the neighborhood they're gone and since it's a pr disaster vicky gets cocooned for her accused spite taken away on the train with the rest of the demons while michael stays to get things uh erased completely destroy the neighborhood and he's going to start working on the extradition papers to get them from mindy st Clair's. and because they gave us the wide shot we know there's a blind spot when it comes to the train tracks and that is where our team has been hiding this entire time i did like how they worked it up to figuring this all out uh Chidi's dismay when he gets up he's like that was a horrible idea that was so scary <laughs> and then michael just breaks down crying about how scared he was for them oh <laughs> then we see what the plan was um they realize after the the player that that's a clue him telling um eleanor you belong here not in the bad place they all figure it out uh it's reference to derek as well them walking to the train station like we should all walk to the train station separately to not attract attention and then they all navigate back to each other quickly <laughs> i died that was my favorite part because that's exactly how i would do my sleuthing i don't want to be by myself 
so you try to act like you're going somewhere separately but then you just end up back with your your group that was just precious in a whole lot of ways she's like you guys are the worst conspirators ever my second favorite line was tahani saying he said my life was pointless and useless yes but did he say anything we didn't already know she never has anything to add is all i'm trying to say jason doesn't either but <laughs> she should be adding more since she has a higher education and not clearly a very very troubled childhood and then we kind of end the episode there with you know them sending Derek and duffel bags of cocaine to mindy st Clair's house she's just so happy for the cocaine she does not care that he's has a wind chimes for a penis he has a mouth <laughs> and that's all you kind of need just someone to be there anyone to be there and then when you have cocaine does it matter i don't know i've never tried cocaine don't want to i don't like the idea of putting anything up my nose i barely like to use nasal spray and uh he also left 1200 clues because he thought their brains were too primitive to figure out <laughs> and out of 1200 they did only find four so they kind of made his point and that's how we end the episode so now they can all make their way to a good place i think is what we're going for next no feedback this week it's all right it's been a crazy week for everyone including myself so i feel it if you want to send feedback for the next episode black on couch at gmail.com or you can comment below on this podcast my social medias will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease black or magic